Welcome to the Hammer Lane, a private podcast dedicated to the employees of Enterprise Transportation. Your host and Vice President of Trucking, Casey Teague, will cover topics that are important to you, our favorite employee. Posted once a month, we hope you find this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. From interviews answering your questions, we'll try and cover all that's relevant to our business. If you have questions you'd like addressed, email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. That is, again, thehammerlane at eprod.com. Now, let's get into the show. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of The Hammer Lane. I'm Casey Teague, your host, and I've got today two gentlemen, and I use that term loosely, Jimmy, Safety Jimmy. Y'all heard from Jimmy on the last episode and I've got Chad Woods with me, and uh, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Morning. Welcome. Hey, welcome to November. Um, that's uh, This is a month where we give thanks. And, I, you know, before we start, I want to I wanna extend a big thank you to everybody that's listening. I appreciate everything you do, whether, whether you're driving a big blue truck, whether you're turning a wrench on a blue truck, and uh, or dispatching anything associated with the uh, with our group, I really appreciate what you do, and I hope uh, as we get into uh, later in November and get around Thanksgiving time, you guys have a chance to reflect on things that uh, that you're thankful for. So thank you. Um, you know, the, the reason that we do, that we decided to put this podcast uh, thing together is, um, you know, it's, it's just a unique way to get information out uh, to the field without... Uh, you know, a giant ordeal of setting up meetings and moving from terminal to terminal and pulling you guys out of the truck and, and basically suspending operations so we can put stuff out. And uh, this, this is just a unique way to disseminate information. And we did have an incident uh, last week that I thought was significant enough, um, and there were no injuries, but it was significant enough to get on the podcaster and give you guys the details. And that's why I've got Jimmy and, uh, and Chad in here. And as we go, it is, uh, the incident was uh, captured on video and we've, we've put a uh, pretty decent, it's like a minute and a half clip together. Uh, and, and you guys will probably get to see that in, uh, in a safety meeting. Do you know, if, did we get um, those involved to sign them? I'm not sure. I haven't seen those yet, but I know Mike was working on that. Okay, good. So um, you guys will, will be able, uh, hopefully, to, to see the details of this. And, and I think it'll, it'll be really eye-opening as you get into it. But I've got Jimmy. He's going to kind of set the stage and give us uh, some detail on, you know, conditions, location, what happened. All right. Thanks, Casey. Yeah, um, we ended up having a driver trainer and a trainee going out to load their first load of the day. And um, they were doing everything according to procedure and, you know, stopping the loading, checking the oil, all that good stuff. They're going along. The trainer notices that there is in a distance a uh, band of storms that are moving in. And he checks on a third-party weather app where the lightning was, noticed it was 7.2 miles away. And that's whenever he told the trainee, hey, this is time for us to stop loading and let's hop up in the cab and ride this storm out until the lightning passes. So they did all of that and uh, popped up in there and taking a little break, eating them a snack, checking out the uh, YouTube on their phone or whatever. <laughs> and uh, while they're doing that, all of a sudden a lightning strike happens 
hits one of the water tanks on the battery that they're at, launches one of those completely off the pad, damages the one next to it, and a big chunk of the catwalk was launched and landed right beside the driver's side door. And and when you say beside the driver's side door, it was like you step out of the door and there it is. There it it's is. It's like right there. Yeah. And, man, and, so we're, we're calling this a near miss. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was damage to the producer's battery, of course, but our equipment and our drivers were not injured at all. Um, they did say they could feel the concussion and the heat from the explosion that we captured a little bit in the video. Um, but yeah, that, that lightning hit launched that, what was that about a 20 or 25 foot tank? Yeah, I believe, yeah, I believe it was a 20 foot, 400 barrel tank. Yeah. And it, and it, I mean, it was like, if you've watched rockets yeah. launch, I mean, it had fire spewing out the back end and it launched in the air Yeah, and uh, landed. How, how far away would you say? I believe Mike, uh, when he went out there and looked, he said it was 20 to 30 yards uh, back behind the tank berm. Goodness gracious. So, yeah, that joker launched like a rocket, and, and thank goodness that uh, there were no injuries. Had had that scaffolding landed on the top of that truck, though, it, this may be a different one. Yeah. Different, and, different discussion. And if the lightning would have hit one of the uh, oil tanks as well, it would have been different. No, ab- absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, somebody was looking out for us. That was, uh, that was a close call. Um, it, you know, as we were – looking at it and we're kind of looking through our our processes our procedures and we kind of noticed a gap we've not really we do have um you know there's policies within enterprise about how to respond to to lightning in the area thunderstorms things like that Um, but it's not really specific as far as the trucks go specifically what are we supposed to do now before we get into it so chad's going to give us a little bit about what what are what his expectations are uh, when you guys are on location and you see lightning in the area, but let me let me just tell you this: after watching that video, you know we preach three points of contact. You know, you get in and out of the truck, three points of contact. I, I don't think I've ever seen two men, grown men, exit the truck out of one door that quickly and i i didn't see any points of contact <laughs> yeah i think it was a big just throw open the door jump out let's get away as quick as we can but yeah uh, yeah definitely that and and guys that's one of the things that that i definitely want to talk about in this because there was some deficiencies as we go back and look at this situation and and we see what happened and see how it happened and uh, the video that we was able to capture from it uh, but one of those things, and I guess one of the key points that Jimmy just talked about, it's a good thing we didn't have the oil tank struck that we was actually hooked up to. The, the drivers, and I appreciate what they did, and they were focused in on seeing the lightning and, and seeing you know where the storm was and how close it was to them and uh, shut down the loading process. But one of the things that, that I would definitely want to see different going forward is if we have lightning in the area, don't just shut down the process, but unhook from the tanks that we're connected to. Uh, that's one thing that uh, these two uh, that were on location, they stayed hooked up to the tanks. They shut the valves. They shut their pumps down and crawled up in the cab to wait it out. But it, if that tank that we were connected to and have, had a bond to uh, would have been struck, it could have been a whole different situation, different incident that we'd be talking about here today. So my expectations is, is if you see lightning approaching into your area or a storm approaching into your area, not only shut down the loading process, but unhook and get as safely as far away from that tank battery as you can. 
at no point in time is it ever going to be 100% safe out there, but we need to mitigate as much as that can for flying debris or anything like that that may happen if that tank battery gets stuck. If you can get down the lease road three, four, five hundred yards, let's try to get down the lease road. If we look at this individual pad that these guys were on, the pad looked like it was almost 100 yards by 100 yards. Even getting to the back edge of that pad would have mitigated some of the dangers that would have been there if that catwalk would have come off and hit the truck or if the tank, well, when it exploded and went up in the air, if it would have flown towards the direction of a truck. It, w- it would have been a whole different story. Yeah, than we were fortunate about. it went the other direction. Yes. And, I, and I didn't even think about we were bonded to that to that tank battery yeah. through that through that line. So, that's yeah, that's a good point. Not not that, hey, guys, they, they, they did a great job, and we're super proud of them for – uh, shutting the, the process down and uh, deciding to take a little break. There's there's some folks that probably wouldn't have done that, yep. and they would have driven on. But, uh, you know, we noticed that uh, we really didn't have anything in writing to specifically address what what do we do with the trucks in that situation. So that, that's what this is for. Yeah, and Casey, you know, this is not just uh, crude specific. Right, yep. that's right. This yep. could be our LP drivers as well. And yep. I was thinking about that too. With our LP drivers, you know, it's kind of the same process unless there's a separate process in a facility in which we're working, then we comply with that facility's process or right. procedure, right? Yeah, but we do, you know, with us being the lone workers that we are, <clears> and you <throat> see that a lot specifically in the crew drivers and uh, those that are delivering dealer propane and things like that, Yeah, you're a lone worker out there. You're your own individual. And, uh, you know, as you're out there on those locations that don't have set policies or procedures like the plants, you know, we need to use our best judgment call at that point in time, which to me is unhook from the tanks and let's get away far away from them as we possibly can safely. Yeah, that's a good point, especially on a, golly, a, propane, a dealer propane oh, yeah. locate. Can you imagine if that tank got hit by lightning? <laughs> yeah, it, it'd be a pretty good explosion, that I believe. Would be, that would definitely <laughs> be a good show. Yeah, and that's where your stop work obligation comes into play. Yeah. And that's why we changed it from stop work authority to obligation. So it's that worker's obligation to assess the hazards and make the proper decision. Yeah. And I know each of us are going to back whatever decision they make at that time. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. When it when it comes to safety, man, it's yeah. You guys are there. You, you know, you know the best course of action. We're, we're not going to Definitely. Yeah, we're not on a um second guess you. And you know, with that, we we talked in the last episode about uh about our, our safety uh, program this uh, this year. We've had a great year so far, and, and there was the, the earnings call was yesterday for Enterprise, and uh, there, there was mention of trucking, uh, trucking safety uh, statistics this year. We've just had a phenomenal year. So, again, I know we said it last time, but thank you very much. And, you know, we got two months left in the year. We've got Thanksgiving coming up, family and friends probably coming in, and, Christmas coming up next month. Uh, let's keep our keep our heads in the game and stay engaged. Hey, this is something interesting that I don't I don't know that the guys know this. I mean, every everybody probably I, th- I think everybody knows Chad Woods. I mean, if, if you don't, then I, I probably have a problem with Chad Woods. Um, but I think you do. But I bet you don't know this little factoid. Um, well, he is from Oklahoma, and you probably can recognize that through his his accent. Um, but he likes to chase storms. So I thought this weather incident was, you know, I, as I was going through it, I was like, oh, wow, Chad, he, he chases storms. What, 
what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, you know, that I've always said my passion, I've got two passions in life, and one of the two of them is probably going to kill me, but one of them would be rattlesnakes and the other one's tornadoes. So I've... Uh, I, I didn't know that about rattlesnakes. That's that's probably two of my most favorite things out there. You know, when when I was uh, just a kid growing up, my dad was a storm chaser uh, up there in northwest Oklahoma, which it's never too short of tornadoes in that area. And uh, so we've... Uh, I think the most I've ever physically seen on the ground in one day was I saw, and I believe it was the summer, June of 1989, I think we had 33 that we spotted one day on the ground and, and chased them for a little while. But... Uh, you know, even in the truck driving days, started driving in, in 03 with TEPCO as we, before we transitioned to Enterprise in 05. And uh, it was, I want to say this was 2007 or 2008, I was at Wacoma offloading one day. And uh, we did, I mean, it's just, you can feel it in the air whenever you have those days up there in northwest Oklahoma. And, it, you know, you woke up that morning, you had the high humidity, you knew that the dry line was coming in. And, and uh, I was offloading, I want to say it was my third or fourth load that day. And it's about three o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, I'd called Roger Mitchell, was my uh, supervisor over at Hennessy. And uh, as I was offloading there at Wacomas, I looked back off to the southwest, and I could see just a huge wedge tornado on the ground, probably 12, 13 miles from me, which put it over close to the Hennessy area. And uh, I called Roger, and I said, hey, Roger, I've, I've got an issue. I've, you know, I, I need to get out of the path of this storm. And I said, I don't know if you'd been watching the weather, but, you know, it's, it's getting pretty rough out here. And his comments back to me was, well, Chad, it's just noon. You know, I don't, I don't know what you're worried about. Storms don't fire up till mid afternoon. And I said, Well, Roger, it's three o'clock. And his reasoning that he thought it was noon was he thought that the uh, the noon siren had just went off in Hennessy. And I said, Roger, I, I think that was the tornado siren, not the noon siren. And uh, that Hennessy shop faced due west. He went out and opened up the back shop door, and he said it was just like that wedge tornado took up the whole opening of that back door, probably four to five miles from the shop as it's making its way. Uh, yeah, through the north side of Hennessy. I've been to that shop. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but uh, Roger, he's like, uh-oh. And uh, so he grabbed me, and he told me, he said, work my way back around. He'd pick me up at the truck stop uh, back to the uh, south side of Hennessy. And I made my way back around there and avoided the tornado, but we jumped in the pickup together and ended up chasing eight or nine different tornadoes that that day, all the way from uh, Hennessy, all the way to Tulsa. Taking video the take, whole way. Taking video the whole way. Yep. You still have the video? Uh, actually, I, the phone that I took that video on, I do still have the video on it. I, I don't know if I could get it off of it in any way, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, like one of the first you know phones that come out with cameras on it, so it's kind of grainy, but you could definitely see several different tornadoes that day on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm still stuck on the rattlesnake thing. Grew up on a prairie dog town. We had a prairie dog town back home. And always had issues with rattlesnakes biting cows, and and uh, started dealing with them when I was eight, eight, nine years old. I mean, I'm so, in the, I'm in the camp that says there are two types of snakes: poisonous and dead. Yeah. <laughs> what what does Shane call them? Uh, copper-headed rattle moccasins. Yeah, copper-headed rattle moccasin. That's pretty much all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they they have their head detached with a shovel, so. Hey, no, I appreciate it. That's uh, I, I thought about this storm incident, and I was like, you know what? I bet the guys would like to hear about uh, this whole storm chasing thing. Oh yeah. So I, it does seem kind of cool. I've seen video on YouTube. <laughs> hey, so Jimmy, Chad, thanks, uh, thanks for coming on uh, this morning, um, guys. I hope, uh, you know, I hope you be safe, and uh, um, that that's kind of the the expectation. Not kind of. It it is. Uh, so these guys did a great job, really proud of you for, for the way you reacted. Um, 
and am thankful that uh, that this didn't turn into a, a situation where that scaffolding would have hit the truck or, you know, someone was injured or, or maybe pulled a muscle jumping out of that truck. I, I hope I hope they didn't pull a muscle, but uh, they're moving pretty quick. Um, on on a side note, before we close though, uh, we have the midterms coming up, and if uh, I, I'm sure everybody knows. I mean, if you don't know, goodness gracious, we need to get you a radio or a TV. I know that we're all politicked out. I don't care which way you vote. But ladies and gentlemen, we're in, we live in a place where uh, we have an opportunity to vote for our leadership. So I would urge you to get out and vote. Vote early. I think the early polls close Friday, uh, this Friday. Um, at least here in Harris County, they're open until 7 p.m., I think that's like a thing, but I don't know. Check your local polling station and find out where you can go vote. Um, if you don't vote early, then next Tuesday, November the 8th, is uh, is election day. Uh, and uh, if you're like me, I'll probably be staying up watching the, watching the results just because I'm interested in it. But uh, get out and exercise your, uh, your right to vote. It is your right. And uh, that'll do it. Gentlemen, thank you. I All appreciate right. it. And uh, guys, be safe, stay engaged, and uh, we'll see you on the Hammer Lane. Thanks. Thank you, Casey. This has been a podcast for you, our favorite employee. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Casey and the team. If you would like to submit a question, remember to email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. Again, that's thehammerlane at eprod.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And remember... Do the best you can every day.